How was your Manic Monday? It's just another Manic Monday. Uh, we got through it, though, for the most part. Couple hours left in our Monday, and then we're on to a terrific Tuesday. That's how I like to brand it. Opening night taking place at the site of the Super Bowl. So we'll let you hear from the various big names in Arizona. It's funny because of the huge convention center that they're in, the huge auditorium that they're in. Uh, actually, it may have even been the stadium. Uh, but the fact that they're in this huge open air space and the mics are connected a lot of times to the PA system, uh, you hear the different qualities, the different tone to it. And you can also feel a lot of times when these guys are speaking, whether it be Patrick Mahomes, whether it be Andy Reid, not only is the quality of the audio different, but... I can hear them speeding up in many cases because there's extra adrenaline flowing uh, as these guys are speaking not just to a small room, uh, their typical media scrum that would follow a game or that would come after a practice. Instead, and a lot of those guys are familiar, right, because uh, they're beat reporters or insiders, local TV and radio people in their own markets. But then you get into this big space where not only is it nationally televised, but you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of credentialed media. And you're talking about a much bigger space where the audio just resonates differently. Uh, So it's kind of interesting as someone who studies this kind of stuff and who's fascinated by uh, this type of thing, how much it changes and how guys are so full of adrenaline because of the because of the setting and because of the perspective and because of the number of people that are there, uh, you'll hear it in the voice of Patrick Mahomes. Definitely operates well when he is full of adrenaline. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Excited uh, to spend some time with you talking about opening night. And we'll hear from the Kelsey brothers who were MCs of sorts. Uh, and their mom is there, actually, which is kind of fun. And then... Andy Reid talking about cheeseburgers. Why not? It seems like opening night needs to have a little bit of entertainment value to it. And it's not just uh, the X's and O's. In fact, I'm not even sure they've gotten to X's and O's yet. Uh, And so (laughs) Andy Reid about cheeseburgers. Uh, We've also got some of kind of lighter moments with these different guys. And so I really appreciate that we can see them in a different light. I just, I get nervous for them. I wonder if they're feeling a little anxiety over all of these responsibilities. And this is one area where I believe that experience does matter. It matters if you've played on this stage before. And the Super Bowl is a completely different animal even than the AFC and the NFC championships. Um, But you've got the guys who have been through this process where – there are extra media responsibilities. There are, as I say, hundreds and hundreds of different faces asking questions. Uh, lots of different microphones and TV cameras that are in your face or following you wherever you go, except for the closed practices or those uh, meetings where media is not allowed. And you've also got family obligations and ticket requests and your phone is blowing up and it's so much bigger on a grander scale. It's the only game in town, truly. Sunday, it's the only game in town. And so 
for these guys who have been through it before, I'm actually in awe of how well Patrick Mahomes handles every interview. He seems genuine. It seems like he's really connected and really authentic in all of his interviews as opposed to mailing it in and giving you coach speak, despite the fact that every minute of every day could be accounted for by some type of media request or some type of demand on his time. And he's not the only one. The Kelsey brothers being the first two brothers to ever play against each other in a Super Bowl, they're also in a unique space where everyone wants a piece of them. And because of the success of their podcast, uh, they've only done 25 editions of their podcast, and already it's one of the top podcasts uh, in the country when it comes to those that are hosted by sports peeps. Uh, These guys, they're constantly fielding requests, and there are uh, lots of different obligations that are pulling them in every different direction. So it's an area where... The experience does matter because you kind of know what you're getting into as opposed to it being more of a buzzsaw that kind of cuts you in two. You've got the football side and you've got the personal side. How do you manage both? How do you focus when it's time to think about football? That's a challenge for guys who've not been there before. It's certainly a responsibility of veterans to get their rookies and and first-year Super Bowl participants ready for it. So a lot of that uh, on display, a lot of that is a part of these early days in the, well, in the arena, in the site of the Super Bowl. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio on Facebook, our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. Good to hear from so many of you on Monday as we continue through the early stages of Super Bowl week. We've promised you a video, a unique, new, creative video With a Super Bowl theme, but something different every single night. Lots of you found the Super Bowl edition of Ask Amy Anything on our YouTube channel. Okay, so now we're kind of making this, well, we're not making it easy for you. I wouldn't say we're making it difficult, but we're not making it easy. We're going to request that you do a little bit of a scavenger hunt with us. Uh, And so as we get set to release our second video of the Super 6 series, uh, specifically for Super Bowl, this one's completely different. Uh, I'm wearing a different hat. In fact, I think it's my goal to wear a different hat in every single video this week. There'll be six of them, thus the Super 6 label. We try to make it easy for you. But this one's not on YouTube. So you're going to have to find it on one of our other social media sites. Again, it's not like we don't want you to find it. We're just saying you may have to do a little searching, searching. It's not up yet. Producer Jay was putting the finishing touches on it. uh, And so I think we'll probably put it up sometime in these first 90 minutes. But it's the second episode of our Super 6 series, specifically for Super Bowl week. We know you love videos Uh, So you have the option to check out our YouTube channel, and and Jay loves it when you subscribe and then like the videos. I think a lot of you have already had the chance to check it out. It's really funny. There is a relative of mine who sees the thumbnail for the video. So this is a video. It's a link to a video on our YouTube channel. I'm confident she knows what YouTube is. Uh, she's a cousin of my mom's, first cousin of my mom's. I grew up with her. But I, <laughs> even if she's older, I can't imagine she doesn't know what YouTube is. Anyway, she responds to the link. There's a link 
And she says, what a wonderful photo. No, no, no. It's not a photo. It's a link to a video. (laughs) So maybe just go straight to our YouTube channel. Anyway, uh, definitely check out that link. Uh, We think it's a lot of fun. And actually, some of you, maybe not all of you, my mom spotted the furry cameo. I didn't even realize it was happening behind me, but there is a furry critter making a cameo, really photobombing me in this first video. So when you have the opportunity, Super 6 Part 1 is a Super Bowl edition of Ask Amy Anything exclusive to our YouTube channel. Uh, We've already seen a ton of traffic, and in addition, lots of you subscribing, so that's fun because that makes Producer Jay happy. Uh, So check that out on YouTube. Our next video, not on YouTube, one of our other social media sites, and it's about Super Bowl snoozers, the snoozers. Now, it is my job in the moment to find the redeeming quality in every Super Bowl, but after the fact, I can tell you, oi, that was a tough job. So I'm not going to tell you which ones we picked, but we would love to know from you. In fact, uh, when we put the post up on our social media, you're going to have to find it. But when we put the post up on our social media, we would love to hear from you. What were the snooziest of all Super Bowls in NFL history? In fact, that might be a fun question to put up on our social. Well, you know, the other site that doesn't have the video. (laughs) I don't know. For those of you who are exclusive to one social media site or the other, one server or the other, I think you're going to have to branch out on this edition of the show. Otherwise, you're going to miss it. Super Bowl Snoozers is the second video in our Super 6 series this week. So, yeah, Jay, if you want to, we could put up what was the, should we call it boring? What was the Super Bowl the threatened, the put you to sleep? What was the Super Bowl that gave you the best nap? What was the biggest Super Bowl snoozer of all time? How about that? What was the biggest Super Bowl snoozer? Biggest is a weird word. What was the most notable Super Bowl snoozer? <laughs> what was the most notable snoozer in Super Bowl history? Oh, see, there we go. That's better. Anyway. Uh, It'll be fun to hear your responses. We did a little research. We did not compare notes ahead of time as we were recording uh, the video. Instead, we went ahead and just recorded it without any practice or whatever else. Uh, Wait until you see what's dancing in the background. That's all I'm going to say. There's there's dancing taking place in the background. No, it's not me. It's not Producer Jay, though that would be highly entertaining. He tells me he's a good dancer. I don't have any proof of that, actually. Um, and so we've got other other things dancing in the background. <laughs> anyway, you can check that out, but you're going to have to find it. You're going to have to find it. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. Looking forward to our conversation with former Chiefs wide receiver Danon Hughes. He's been a guest on the show on a fairly regular basis, though I don't think we've talked to him in a few months. Uh, Maybe not even since training camp. I don't know. I guess Jay could tell me if it was really that important, but we haven't talked to him in a while. And so Danon is always a great source of information. Not only is he planted with the Chiefs because he works with them. He's in the locker room. He travels with the team during the regular season. Uh, He's part of their radio broadcast with Mitch Holtis. 
And in addition to that, he's a former wide receiver in the league himself. Uh, actually, he was in the Brewers system, too, so he's a former two-sports star. So Danan just made the trip to the desert and will join us from Arizona. So mountain time coming up at the top of the hour. You know, when you're in the, when you're in that Super Bowl space, all the hours shift. <laughs> the, the parties and the events and the opportunities for players to connect and for the, the uh, media. There's a big media party generally on Tuesday nights. Um, so yeah, there's, there's all kinds of events that people attend and they generally go late into the night. Uh, and so these guys are awake much later, guys and gals awake much later than they typically would be. So it's a lot easier when it's a West coast game for us to be able to grab interviews. Now, typically we would be there and we would be on the air, um, one year hiatus and, uh, and then we'll get back to it or we'll. Extending our hiatus a little bit, and then we'll get back to it. Trust me when I say I'm determined. Uh, don't ever put anything past me. Uh, but in the meantime, Danan will join us and will give us the lay of the land a little bit with the Chiefs uh, coming off of that AFC championship into their third Super Bowl in four years. I have to tell you that, and you guys know this about me, I really enjoy when older athletes get in touch with their sports mortality and they become a little more human, a little more authentic, a little more open, a little more emotional. And I don't mean emotion. Obviously athletes can be emotional on the field, but emotional away from the field where we get a peek behind the curtain. And I've been saying this about Tom Brady now for a couple of years, knowing the end was coming at some point. Not just that, but doing his podcast, being on social media, although I did not need to see him posing in his undies uh, earlier today on Twitter. Oh, dear. Uh, you can just go check it out yourself. Sorry. <laughs> uh, at least he has great confidence in himself to post a, a photo of his undies on social. I would never do it, but good for you, Tom Brady. Apparently, he lost a bet of some sort. Anyway, so <laughs> you're going to check that out yourself. Uh, but what I've found is that He's more and more willing to share, whether it's positive or negative, to be real, to be open, to be honest, to be candid. It certainly helps that it's his own podcast. It certainly helps that he's got, sometimes, uh, a friend. <laughs> he and Jim Gray, they go back and forth, to be sure. But it helps that he's he's got a guy that he really trusts who's hosting the podcast with him. Um, but I was looking forward to his podcast on this Monday, listen to the entire hour, because I wanted to hear what he had to say about retirement in his own words. Now, earlier in the day, he did an interview with Colin Cowherd on The Herd uh, on, on uh, Fox Sports Radio, and he said he would not be taking over the Fox broadcast job until 2024. So he will not slip into the broadcast booth next to Kevin Burkhart until 24. Greg Olson will have another year. I know a lot of people really enjoy what Greg brings to the table. Uh, but the deal for Brady is whenever he's ready, he's going to take a year to prepare for that and probably a year to just get adjusted to a completely different schedule after all his years that revolved around football. And so I... Listen to the entire hour. And Jim had set it up so that they were doing a full hour 
to really honor Tom's career and bring in different people to pay tribute to Tom and to share their memories. Now, it it was a who's who, for sure. Uh, Everything from Patrick Mahomes to Snoop Dogg to Oprah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Oh, Jack Nicholas. That was really cool. Apparently, Tom met Jack Nicholas at the Masters one year. But the, the conversations that I really appreciated were the ones with his parents. So his mom, Galen, and his dad, Tom Sr., were part of the show. And, of course, that's when Tommy, (laughs) their son, got emotional as his mom was sharing her perspective on her son's career. She's a cancer survivor, and that had weighed heavily. Oh, gosh, I'm looking up on the TV, and right now there's there's the Tom Brady photo in his undies. I mean, I'm I'm trying to talk about like him seriously here. I don't need to be seeing him in his undies. Anyway, he looks like a teenager taking a selfie in a mirror because just you know that's what teenagers. Well, hopefully not in their underwear, but I shouldn't be so naive. That's what they do. Anyway, so my favorite parts of the Brady podcast were the exchanges with his parents and just hearing his mom and the sweet words of his mom and what it meant for their family to be supporting Tom all these years. He's very close to his parents. They were at his last game uh, in Tampa, the the playoff game. And then the exchange with Peyton Manning, which is always goofy, right? Because he and Peyton have a really good relationship. But I learned something about Peyton's career, something that he revealed in this interview that I've never heard anywhere else. I'll share that with you. And also... Bill Belichick. Now, as you could expect, Bill was complimentary. But you know what Bill also did? Bill and Tom debunked that rumor. Not so much that the two didn't get along because they both laughed that off. But that rumor that Tom Brady couldn't stand it when Belichick would call him out in team meetings. Wait until you hear what the two had to say about that report and that speculation that ultimately Brady bristled at the way that Bill Belichick would call him out in meetings. Ultimately, Brady left because he didn't like the way that Belichick treated him as though he was just like any other player in the locker room. I'm telling you, this was, again, stuff I've never heard before. Very candid on the occasion of Brady's retirement. And so those myths debunked about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. So I definitely look forward to sharing that with you. And obviously uh, Brady's retired and we won't be getting this kind of stuff uh, too much longer. So it was fascinating to me. I hope that you enjoyed as well. Again, material. I've never heard before and revelations from Peyton and Belichick that I've never heard before uh, about their relationships with Tom Brady. So we'll do that a little bit later on. Again, find me on Twitter, a law radio on our Facebook page after hours with Amy Lawrence. If you haven't seen our new YouTube video, uh, ask Amy anything that's up and we're excited to share it with you. And then pretty soon we'll have another installment of our Super 6 series, but you're going to have to find it. Bit of a scavenger hunt on our social media. I mean, it's not like we're hiding it from you. You don't need clues. You just need to go figure out which social media site it's on. (laughs) I mean, I wanted to be all coy about it, but I don't want to deter you by acting like it's really difficult to find. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. Lots of you have sent your messages this week and 
They are appreciated. They are greatly appreciated. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here comes Kaminga driving into Giddy. Throws out the tops of pump fake. Fly by three ball off the dribble. Nice. Knocked it down. Looney in traffic finds Poole. Pump fake. Fly by no. Goes up top to Thompson. Above the break. Three is good. Clay Thompson, who is just two days shy of his 33rd birthday, gets the ball on the right side. Pump fake. Fly by three ball. Got another one. Clay Thompson catches, leans back, lets it fly. A three ball is 10 three of the night. Even Chenzo defensive rebound finds Poole. Poole penetrates to Thompson. Thompson left side. Three ball. Number 11. 22-23. Clay Thompson takes it. Hits another three. That's his 12th. He's two away from tying his own record. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Tim Roy on Warriors Radio, mixing a little basketball in, considering it is a huge week for the NBA as well. I told you on our first show of the week, I'm pretty sure the league is trying to hijack Super Bowl week with its trade deadline, its all-star on the move from Brooklyn to Dallas, and now Clay Thompson, who was money on Monday night against Oklahoma City. This game taking place in the Bay Area. And Clay, 15 of 22 overall, but 12 of 16 from beyond the arc, though he falls short of his own made three-point record. And he had 42 points in 33 minutes, but he tells NBC Sports Bay Area that he actually had bigger plans for the night. I was uh, campaigning for it, but... We got a quick turnaround on Wednesday, and uh, I don't think the basketball guys like when you chase uh, records, so you got (laughs) to let those happen organically. He wanted to stay in there. He was campaigning to be out there for a couple more minutes so he could jack up a couple more threes. He was feeling it, but, you know, the basketball gods, they limited him to 33 minutes. Basketball gods rewarding us for playing hard. <laughs> this is without Steph Curry, so we know he's out through the All-Star break with a knee injury, uh, but we don't know, or a couple of partial tears here and there. It's body parts I'd never heard of, so leg injury, I suppose. Uh, We don't know how much longer he will be out beyond the All-Star break, uh, but just that he's out for a stretch here. And so, obviously, it falls on Clay and falls on Dre and falls on some of the others uh, to not just take more shots to make up for Steph Curry, but to be efficient and to be smart with their shots. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Actually, the Thunder led by six points in the Bay Area after the opening quarter. We feed off clay all the time, but in particular in particular on a night like tonight where we're, you know, down early and uh, giving up a lot of points. And I thought OKC really uh, came out and hit us in the mouth right away. You know, nine to two right out of the gate. You could tell they were playing with a lot of energy and pace. And, and clay just kept us in it early with his shot making and allowed us to kind of find our groove. It's a team that is hovering right above 500, like half of the Western Conference. <laughs> That's what it feels like. And and now 
maybe they can catch a couple of teams off guard without Steph Curry. Okay, well, they're going to have to bring different energy. They have to, as I say, be more efficient. They don't have him as a fallback. And that's exactly what Draymond Green was saying after the game. There is a change, and there's more responsibility for the core. Well, I have to, um, you know, pretty much just try to keep keep a pulse of the entire game, you know, whereas with Steph, uh, you don't have to be so on that makes sense like you you can just kind of let the game take its path and at times you may need to settle the game down but for the most part you can just kind of let the game take take its path and play off staff you know teams are so afraid of him that they'll just make mistakes worried about him and then you just kind of play off that when he's not out there um you have to get everybody into more sets make sure we stay um you know calm and and organized you know it's Steve always called it organized chaos when Steph's out there. Um, you, you don't have that when he's not out there. Organized chaos. But when he's not out there, uh, uh, an extra responsibility falls because there's less of a margin for error. And I love what he says about Steph attracting so much attention. That is so true. Even if Steph isn't scoring, which the majority of time he is, even when he's not, though, It's not like you can leave him alone. Did you see what happened when Damian Lillard was left alone? Oh, I don't know, three feet inside the half-court line on Monday night? Guys playing five feet off him, thinking, oh, why would Lillard shoot from there? Why wouldn't he? And that's the same situation with Steph Curry. Even if you're at the half-court line, if you dare give him that kind of space, he just may very well fire off a deep, deep, deep three. And so the Warriors win against OKC going away. And Clay Thompson has the 42 points. But is he an all-star in 22-23? To be honest, uh, no. Um, if our record was better, yes. But uh, being two games above 500, I don't think uh, I should be in Salt Lake City. But uh, I will be an all-star before it's all said and done. Again, at least. So it's a goal of mine. And um, I'm going to show up when it matters most. So tell you that gosh I can't even tell you how much that confidence that Clay has in himself and that determination speaks to me especially this week I might just keep that cut and put it on my phone and listen to it whenever I need to I'm gonna be an all-star again I'm gonna get there again I'll tell you that much good for him good for Clay It makes me happy to see him draining triples, a dozen of them on this Monday night, 12 for 16 from beyond the arc, and he will never take it for granted. It's one of those qualities of a player who's had to sit out, who's had it taken away, and for him it was two years of watching, two years of that heartache. And we knew it was because we could see it in his face. He would have such a hard time sitting on the bench, such a hard time, even when his guys were winning. It's not that he begrudged them their time or that he wasn't supporting them. He just so badly wanted to be out there that it was eating him up. And he's worked so hard to be on that court again, and we're starting to see him regain that fluidity, that rhythm, that groove, certainly the shot. So in your face, Charles Barkley, Didn't Barkley say earlier in the season 
He's nothing like the Clay Thompson of old. And Clay really was hurt by that. He he didn't get all nasty about it, though he did respond and just say that really hurts me. I've been gone for two years. And so good for Clay responding to the doubts, responding to the critics. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Love hearing from you as we're early in Super Bowl week. What was the biggest Super Bowl snoozer of all time? That's the subject of our latest Super Six video. We'll be posting it within the hour. We're going to let, well, Marco Belletti think about it because I got to get to a break. But next hour, we'll take your, your snooziest of all Super Bowl snoozers and you can let us know the game's I mean, you've got them all memorized, so I suppose you could remember a couple that were a little snoozy. Uh, so Marco's here with us as we work our way through a Monday night and into a Tuesday morning. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Bengals, four-man rush. Mahomes trying to buy some time on that bad ankle. Moving to his right. He is now scrambling, and he's going to get a first down. And now gets hit late. He gets hit late. He gets hit late. Mahomes gets hit late. It'll be a 15-yard penalty on top of the gain, and the gain should be bound to the 35-yard line. Hurts again under center. He sneaks, he pushes, and he is... Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. I'm going to say this. The Eagles are 15 minutes and 43 seconds away from the Super Bowl. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Always a really neat opportunity for play-by-play announcers who get to call championship games or series after working for the team throughout the course of the year. And in the case of both Mitch Holtis and Merrill Reese of the Chiefs and the Eagles, respectively, they've been with the teams a long time. And yes, they've had opportunities. Uh, Obviously, for Holtis, this will be his third Super Bowl play-by-play opportunity in the past four years for Merrill Reese. Of course, the Eagles won the NFC in 2016 and then won the Super Bowl early in 2017. But yes, it's a nice reward, a nice perk when your team does well. And we'll be hearing their voices over and over. Alongside Mitch Holtis is Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. He actually predates Andy Reid's tenure there, uh, having worked with the team and lived in Kansas City. And so uh, he's familiar with Nick Sirianni. We will talk to him from Phoenix in 15 minutes. He landed in the desert earlier on Monday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Still to come on this edition of the show, Sean Payton introduced as the new head coach in Denver. And boy, did he make some waves with his guidelines for personnel inside the Broncos facilities. Uh, That's the headline you were seeing all day on Monday. You will hear it in Peyton's own words. Also, from Tom Brady and from his podcast, a bit of a tribute to him in retirement with some surprises that even Brady didn't know about uh, and really emotional exchange with his parents as well as his former coach, Bill Belichick, and Wait until you hear the two of them debunk some of the accepted reports 
around their relationship. There were even people who pointed to the breakdown in their relationship and Tom feeling as though Belichick was too hard on him after all the years and all the rings, and that's why he bolted for Tampa. There are people who point to that relationship and the friction there as the reason that Brady left. What if they are completely wrong? Stuff that I've never heard from Belichick and Brady before, and it was part of Brady's podcast on Monday. I was biking, listening. My mom called, and I said, I can only talk for a couple of minutes, Mom. I'm in the middle of of show prep. (laughs) So you'll get to that, or we'll get to that a little bit later on the show. But yes, the two quarterbacks who were in the spotlight in Arizona in advance of Super Bowl 57, Patrick Mahomes, who's been there, done that to a win and to a loss and Jalen hurts. And obviously together they are the first two African-American quarterbacks to start opposite each other in the NFL's championship game. Quarterbacks that came before me, Shaq Harris, Doug Williams, that laid the foundation for me to be in this position. Um, I, and it goes across all sports. If you think about Jackie Robinson and people that broke the color barrier in, in baseball, um, I, I wouldn't be standing here today if it wasn't for them. And so I think about that all the time. And and uh, to be lucky enough to be in this position and to play against another great guy like Jalen, it's going to be a special moment. And I'm glad that we're here today. But how can we keep moving forward? See, I can hear it with Patrick Mahomes. The adrenaline and just the different setting. So many more eyes, so many more cameras, so many more microphones, so much more space. Uh, And you can hear the adrenaline in his voice. I know because that's how I am when I'm full of adrenaline. I said I tend to talk a little faster. Uh, Don't even realize it. It's just I got got stuff to say. I'm going to answer these questions and I'm so locked in. Uh, And we all know and recognize the voice of Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, Sometimes he gets compared to Kermit the Frog. People have made fun of my voice for my entire life, so I've gotten used to it. It's like the the joke that keeps giving. So uh, I've, I've heard it all. I've heard the Kermit the Frog. I've heard oh, I've heard uh, the smoking, or whatever, smoking cigarettes, whatever it is. But uh, it's unique, and so maybe I'll get like a like a deal from that, having that unique voice. See, now that's something else that Pat and I have in common because I've been singled out for my voice my entire life. Uh, it's loud. I'm loud. And and that's something people have noted about me. Even perfect strangers. Uh, I remember playing sports, whether it be on the, the softball diamond or on the basketball court, volleyball court, whatever. People would say to me, opponents would say to me, man, you are loud. Well, there was a time when I was a kid that I would cry over that because I felt like they're making fun of me. Uh, not anymore. Now it's the moneymaker. And so I'm thrilled that I have such strong pipes. But also people come to me all the time and say, You sound like you smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Now, I don't hear it because I don't, uh, you know, we all hear our voices differently than what they're heard and perceived by other people. Just for the record, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, not even one. In fact, I'm allergic to cigarette smoke. I lose my voice when I am around it. Um, Grew up with a a stepfather who did smoke not my entire childhood, but for a few years when I was in junior high and high school, uh, and it was awful. And I don't know if that's what gave me this adverse reaction to it, uh, but I instantly get a headache. If, in fact, if I smell it in the car in front of me in traffic at a stoplight, I get a headache. And if I'm around it too much, I lose my voice. So no, I've never smoked cigarettes. I don't know why the voice is raspy. Maybe because there's a lot of mileage on it. (laughs) There's a lot of words that this voice has been used for. So good for you, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Maybe you can, in fact, make 
more money uh, by being a voice actor when your football career is done. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, This is also something that I think is notable about Patrick. And a lot of the greats will say the same thing. I've heard Tom Brady say this in the past. The losses stick with you more than the wins. And so he was asked about his experience in the two Super Bowls going back to 19 and 20. The 10-point rally against the San Francisco 49ers in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl win, which ended a drought of 50 years for the Kansas City Chiefs, but then followed up by what was, a, I would say, a fairly handy defeat by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020. The loss, for sure. Um, the win is amazing. It's one of the best moments of your entire life. And you uh, you take away all the positives from that. But that loss, that stings. That motivates you for years. And uh, that's what it's done for me. Is It's motivated me to be back in this game again. Um, and I want to make sure that I can have that winning feeling, not that losing one. Because that, that losing feeling is one that you'll never forget. I'll have to ask Danon Hughes about that when he joins us at the top of the hour. Because he's a former player. And so I, I would love to know his reaction to Mahomes saying, and I heard this last week too, this victory would mean so much more to me if we beat the Eagles. This will mean so much more to me because of that loss to the Buccaneers, because of that loss in 2020. And I think that's really interesting. He actually said this one would be so much sweeter. It's not his first. He's already experienced the euphoria of winning a championship. He knows that now he's in an elite group. Of course, he can be even more elite, a more select group if he wins a second ring. But to say this one will be so much sweeter, and you hear him talk about how the loss sticks with him, that's really what resonates with him even more as he pursues this championship in Arizona. And yes, we will hear from Andy Reid, as well as Travis Kelsey. He and his brother were serving as MCs of sorts for opening night. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, as for Jalen Hurts, uh, he does a fairly good job, I think. Uh, the maturity beyond his years of staying in the moment, not looking too far ahead, not getting all caught up in perspective or what it means or this or that. Um, I've been fairly impressed with how grounded he has remained throughout this season. I really feel like it's not the time to reflect. Obviously, um, it's been a it's, it's been a lot, you know. But I didn't put all that work in for no reason. I feel like this team hasn't put all the work in. We put in for no reason. So um, we come here to you know finish the finish the job, finish the job we set out to do. Okay, I will just preface this by saying I'm not the one who asked Jalen Hurts if Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback he's ever faced, but I hate that question. The two quarterbacks, unless I'm missing something, and either Pat or Jalen is planning to suit up on defense, uh, that wasn't allowed in the Pro Bowl games. We know that because, (laughs) because Eli Manning told Micah Parsons and... Who was it? Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs that they weren't allowed to suit up as receivers. Anyway, quarterbacks do not face each other. So the question was asked of Jalen, is Pat the best QB you've ever faced? He's up there. I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely great at what he's doing. He's been really good in his career. Um, I have a lot of respect for him, him being a Texas guy. So it, it'll be a fun one. 
he didn't respond with, hey, I'm not facing him. A lot of quarterbacks will say that. In fact, I've heard Pat say that before when asked about facing Tom Brady or facing someone else. Brock Purdy had the sense this year when he was asked about facing Tom Brady in his first start, and he says, I'm not facing Brady. It's one of my pet peeves. I can't help it. (laughs) It's not just about the quarterbacks. You know that. I know you know that because you listen to the show. All right. If you listen to the show this week, you know that we're giving you exclusive video every single night as we count down to Super Bowl 57. It's our Super 6 series. So the first edition, the first video is up on our YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe because producer Jay gets a ginormous grin on his face. It's like he's eating candy when you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And in the next half hour, the second edition of our Super 6 series, snoozers, the snooziest Super Bowl snoozers of all time. What do you think? You can find us on social and send us yours. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio.